Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 352. My name is John Morgan, and Cole Coffee is with me, kind of. He's kind actually, of? <laughs> he's actually, well, I mean, we're both in Las Vegas, I guess, and I can see you right in front of me. It's just not in person. It's on a video screen because, uh, surprise, you're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the MMA home show. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually, we talked about getting together, but it, it, it just feels like to do our due diligence and to not have people be like, why are you guys slapping everybody, the, all the rules in the face and, and right. doing whatever, even though we're trying to, you know be good or whatever so stayed home doing the remote thing um luckily we got the technology able to do that sort of thing so i guess for anybody here we are i was gonna say yeah house. for anybody that wasn't sure <laughs> i mean uh, it's kind of funny because if you listen to last week's episode we were hey kind of having some jokes with each other like ah maybe i got covid maybe i don't feel a little bit uh you know all right and we're kind of having a little fun with it and just saying all right it's all good you know we're, we're good we're hanging out we're having a couple frosty beverages at Sierra gold but it turns out that uh, you went tested the next day and the test came back positive and you got pulled from uh event coverage last week at the ufc so we had a uh, matt erickson fly down from chicago and kind of uh cover your work but uh mm-hmm. fortunately it sounds like you're doing okay it's a lingering cough i've heard as we were talking before we got started here and uh yeah you did actually lose your smell and taste, which I didn't. I didn't experience that when I had my bout with COVID. So, uh, man, what's the uh, what's what's the past week been like for you? It's been bizarre. It is so weird trying to. Well, first, I haven't had much of an appetite to begin, but to, when you do try to eat because you hear your stomach start to growl, and you're just like, I should probably eat eat no eat something. The the pleasure and uh, the fun of eating is completely gone when you have no taste to differentiate things and you have no smell to sort of entice. Um, you know, it's funny because I love I love seasoning things. I love doing whatever. But you know, so say I, like even today uh, I made like biscuits and gravy, which I absolutely love biscuits and gravy. I was like, I'm gonna treat myself. I deserve this. I deserve this. <laughs> and I was making the the sausage gravy and putting some you know some pepper in there. And I was like, Ooh, what else am I gonna put in there? And then I go to try to like taste it, and I was like, I can't fucking taste the difference at all of what I just did. <laughs> And then I was like, all right, don't fuck with it anymore because I was like, I'm going to add something trying to make a taste happen in my mouth and then realize that I just, I'm just adding shit to add shit. Um, so my biscuits and gravy this morning was not as pleasurable <laughs> as I wanted it to be, but I was just like, I'm just tired of not having anything have any real taste. Um, I found out that orange juice, for some reason, even though orange juice is good for you, it, the the taste of orange and the smell of orange I can smell my orange juice and I can taste the <laughs> orange juice but if if I put like coffee with my uh, like Irish creamer which I love I can't taste the Irish creamer so and I can't weird. smell the coffee um it's it's super bizarre but it's I feel like there's glimpses like even with like this now that I feel like I can smell the orange juice and do stuff i'm hoping that it's trending in the right direction it's just weird that this is the lingering thing and even like the coughing things the it's just these weird lingering things like the the first night uh you know where i really felt like okay something's going on i had bad chills and you know muscle aches and i had some pretty decent headaches and that was about the bulk of it i didn't have like a crazy sore throat i felt really congested um nose was really congested and i still feel sort of congested now um, 
but I it didn't feel as bad as I think it would have been. Should I, you know, had I not been vaccinated or whatever? Um, I just feel, you know, the and I didn't know for sure if I had the Omicron or whatever. I just know that when you got sick last time, and I was like, I was feeling a little something. I was like, "Eh, I'm probably pretty sure I got a little something, but I was like. I shook whatever I had then in like two days. And I was like, cool, I'm good. I don't need to go test. I don't want to have some weird, oh, yes, you had something, you know, and miss an event. And I was like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I was like, it was doing what it was doing. You know, I was like, if I feel bad, I'm going to go test. I never felt bad. This time definitely felt different than then. So uh, I don't know if it was the, the new variant or whatever. I had weird shit going on with like, my hands, uh, I felt like this, like arthritic, like arthritis, like symptoms that was going on in my hands. Um, and I was like, is this just me being weird or, uh, right. let me look it up and see. And there is in fact, some people have shown that COVID can, uh, kick up like arthritis symptoms or something in people oh, wow. and like the hands are fine now. Um, that was just weird. But like for days, um, it was like really in the small of the joints, right in the middle of the hand, I was just getting this weird, tingly, sort of annoying joint, soft joint pain or whatever. And I was just like, man, this is like the freakish, like just the most weirdest little things. But um, I still, even though I had all kinds of like weird little things like that, aches and stuff like that, I didn't feel like it was as bad as it could have been. But uh, the the no taste and smell lingering thing now is becoming much more of an annoying thing uh, than anything else. Just for the fact that I'm like, how long is this gonna last? I was you know, gonna ask, like, when's it gonna go away? Have you tried to look up and read like case studies? I mean, it's still too early to know, right? Like, it's just indefinite when your taste and smell will come back. I I don't think there's like a, any particular set time. You know, I think it. Uh, you know, I haven't looked for sure. I mean, I'm still right now and like. The CDC tells you to to quarantine at least like 10 days from when you test positive or whatever. So, I mean, I still not even hit the 10 day window. So I guess I should assume that, you know, if it if it lasts longer than a couple of weeks, then maybe I'd be like, hey, you know, what's going what's going on? But, you know, there I feel positive. The fact that I can smell and taste certain things, I think it's just working itself out. I've just was so congested and always like. When you'd cough, you kind of feel like there was that payload of like mucus or whatever built <laughs> <Yuck>. up, <laughs> you know. That I feel like as a that payload of up, mucus, <laughs> I, I feel like as that clears up, I'm thinking the taste and the smell will kind of come back. I just yeah. think my my whole nasal congestion, like throat area, is just a, a war zone right now on the inside, and I think. Uh, you know, just it's an overload for the senses or something that, you know, it's just weird that it affects the, the taste and the and the smell. But um, but all in all, I feel I feel so much better. And, and I didn't I never felt like the worst. I know, uh, you know, I never, ever felt threatened to the point where I was like, oh, you know, I might need to go see a hospital or go right. see a doctor. It was always like, let me just stay home, isolate myself, drink fluids take my vitamins and, you know, just hope for the best. You know, um, I didn't, I was, I, I know you tipped me out and you told me to call Joe Rogan and I was like, I'm not going to bug Joe. <laughs> I was like, uh, my man, Joe's, Joe's busy, got you set man. up. Just hit him up. He'll, Joe, he'll shoot know. the doctors right over to you, man. They got the treatment already. <laughs> he would have been like, just give me that credit card, Ken. I'll, I'll send him on over. And I'm like, eh, Joe, I don't, uh, I think we're good. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> 
Joe, next time if I get it, if it's serious, I'm, I'll give you that call. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's good, man. I, I think it's trending in the right direction. I feel so much better. But like I said, I never, I never felt too terribly bad. It's just now it's just effing annoying uh, not being able to really smell or taste. But um, the weight loss program's good right now. <laughs> we're, we're trending uh we're trending in great directions. We've lost more weight than we've had ever before in quite some time. So, so there you uh, go. You know, people that don't want to get COVID, I'm just saying, if you got that stingy weight from the holidays you can't get rid of, you know, I'm just saying. It might kill you, or you it can might. drop a, a couple of LBs along the way. It's just a risk right. you got to take. Dropping stones over here. I'm telling <laughs> you. Well, that's good, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, did it... I, I, I don't remember. Were you supposed to travel? Did you have holiday plans, or were you just going to stay home anyway? Uh, no. I, uh, eventually, at one point, we had I had planned to go, but then as the um, the year was kind of going on, um, just getting with the move and everything, and then being able to have to have somebody come watch the animals, it was just becoming a pain. And okay. then my family couldn't get it together as for whether we were all going to get together or not. So then at that point, I was just like, okay, guys, you know, if you guys can't get it figured out, I was like, I'm just going to use it as a staycation or whatever. Okay. So that was, was good. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was worried that maybe it screwed up some family plans or whatever, but, you know. No, just- we couldn't get it together. I, I picked it in far enough in advance because I was thinking like, hey, let's try to get together like we did last year and then this year. But it was like, well, we're not quite sure what we're going to do or blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. So, well. um Good. It, so it worked then, out. It worked out for the best. <laughs> it worked out okay. You were, you were just going to have a staycation anyway. It just ended up being a quarantine staycation. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, you're feeling better. But I saw a lot of people sending some positive vibes your way. So, uh, like you said, fortunately, it didn't end up being uh, that bad for you. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, you get that taste and smell back very soon. So, that's that's the, uh, the negative side update. On the positive side, uh, I already talked about it with the fans over at the and a half episode over at patreon.com slash Jimmy Roadshow. But I'm celebrating. MMA Junkie Staff Picks champion, John Morgan. First time ever for me winning the damn thing. Cold coffee. Cold coffee even Yay. won before me. You had the, you had the victory back won in 2000. Won my first try. That's my amazing. First try. 2018, you got it. Uh, last year it was Dan Tom. Uh, I ended yep. up only being one ahead at the end. UFC Fight Night 199. Uh, Lewis versus Dawkins was the final event that we had. and uh, So I ended up only being ahead by one. But that's yep, all you have to be ahead by. Oh it was picked gosh. up early in the evening. Simon conceded early on. Right after that fight, he was like, I just want to say congrats. I was like, what is he saying congrats for? That's right. Because it was so early on in the evening. I was like, wow. I mathematically cool. I mathematically locked it in when Mattel Scamra uh, defe- defeated Diego Fajeda. So I mathematically locked it in. At that point, I was three picks ahead. I picked Wonder Boy. That definitely didn't go my way. I picked Dawkins. That definitely didn't go my way. So he closed it all the way to one, but that was as close wow. as he could get it to. So <laughs> finally, your 2020 MMA Junkie Staff Picks champion. Dude, check this out. I, I talked about this this past weekend, too, 21. but I went ahead. Uh, yeah, 2021. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I, I should, the years are blending together now that every day is the same in COVID land. 2021 Staff Picks champion. Dude, I went back and I picked every year that we've done. I got the stats. So this year I finished, for the record, at 212 uh, correct picks, one, 118 incorrect. So I guess 212, 118 for a percentage, a pick percentage of 64.24%. So pretty solid uh, on the year. 64.24. Now, I went back. We started picking in 2013. These numbers, when you add them all up, man, are pretty pretty insane. So 
I have picked 1,325 fights correctly and 792 fights incorrectly. So over the course of that time, we've picked 2,100 MMA fights, and my total percentage, 62.59% uh, over that time, which I think is pretty good. I mean, 62% over the course of eight years, <coughs> um, I think that's that's a, a pretty solid result overall. But finally, pretty solid. finally, I got a damn win, so I'm happy. So now I can finally join you. As a, as a and, champion. And you get the little trophy. You get the little trophy. Get the little trophy that never goes away. Once a champion, always a champion. So next to my name, the little pics there, it'll have a little trophy. So uh, so Scott McCrate, like we, we were talking about it over on, on Patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow. So Scott McCrate, uh, he's, he, he actually was asking, you know, do we get dip, more more points for picking an underdog? Uh, or how do we keep, you know, uh, people from always picking favorites? Unfortunately, <coughs> we don't. It's really just straight up picks for the main card. I wish, I wish, sometimes I wish we had like a little twist or something like that, or there was some kind of way, you know, maybe it's a, a money line thing or whatever. But at the end of the day, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a lot of work for Matt Erickson who tracks all those. And I kind of feel bad like changing the system up and making him do something else because I think it's already kind of a big pain in the ass. So, uh, it's basically just basic. We're just picking main cards. But I think if I was making bets and I'm picking at 63%, I think I'd be profitable over time, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Even even then with that, I mean, like, there's a lot of times where you pick underdogs. You, you almost have to pick underdogs uh, at times because not everybody's picking. Because uh, if everybody just picked the favorite, you, you would think that there'd be a lot more just even uh, mm. percentages. Like, a lot of people would be closer uh, on some of these ones, but you know, by the end of the year, man, there's a lot of differentiation from the guys at the top and the and the guys at the bottom. Um, you know, I even found myself, you know, when I played it wrong when we were uh, around each other close, I was trying to pick around you uh to try to get back on the lead and then end up going wrong for me. And then I was just like, okay, well, this year's a wash, I'm done. Uh, you know, so there's definitely some gamesmanship in there where you'll pick people. You have to make some plays every once in a while to pick the guy that nobody else is picking. That's the only way you're ever going to catch up to some of the leaders is making some of those odd picks. Um, but by doing that, you know, it would be a little bit tougher to try to assign a point value on certain particular ones. And then in that sense... That would probably just give a fighter another reason to get pissed off when they said, "Why did you assign more points to this person and not this points to me?" You know, why are you why are you saying I'm an underdog if we put you know something else or whatever? You know, um, we are already you get suggesting that fighters are sensitive people. Yeah, I know. It's like, hey John, why'd you pick against me? Hey John, what'd you do? You know, which is always kind of the funniest. You know. It is. Uh, uh, I remember the gosh, the best. The only one that really happened to me, and it wasn't like he called me out by name, but he came out looking for our uh, outlet. Was when Anthony Smith came into the back, and he was like so mad because everybody had picked against him for the most part, and he's like, "Where's MMA Junkie?" He's like, "Come on, man!" Like blah blah. I was like, "Yo!" And then like it's funny because Jose Young was in front. And and he put he pointed me out and he's like he's junky oh he's wow junky you know I was like bro you're gonna throw me under the bus like that right under the bus and he was like man why why y'all gonna pick like that and I was like I I'm a terrible person <laughs> I was like what are you expecting to see I, I I was like I did terrible this year anyways so don't blame me but uh you know it's funny I mean but yeah I feel like if we did anything else to make a fighter think that we we think less of them <laughs> pick wise. 
uh, they would probably just hate us even more. But um, but you're right, man. Erickson has such uh, he has got so much other little stuff, and then to try to add like another wrinkle to, to add more points to it. Um, I'm already That's at the awful. point where I'm like, why do we keep having to pick the prelims? Because it never gets used. So they give us a list of all the fights to pick. And even though what the only ones that go onto the sheet are the main event, but we're picking every fight. And I'm just like, why? I know why we're doing it because I was we say, think you that know there's why. a possibility. <laughs> because of the possibility that somebody might move, but that fucking didn't happen the whole oh, year. Well, it it, it didn't it, happen the whole year. It didn't happen a whole lot this year. It happened more last year is when we started doing it because it was it was a COVID era thing. We didn't used to do that. You know, we just picked the main card, but then these you know COVID era we were having like fights drop every single time, and so Matt was like, "Can we just have you know everybody or like they wouldn't even announce the main card until you know the day before or whatever, and we'd have the wrong." fights listed and that sort of stuff so um, well they certainly weren't going to take the first three fights in the night and move them to the main card I, dude, you know what man i've always i think we should do we should do the because we only do the main card i've always said i think we should do the whole card although that would just be even more work but like i think i do better on the prelims than i do with the main card i really think i pick the prelims better because i have less of like an emotional attachment to a lot of those guys that yeah. you know on the main card less homering yeah less homering definitely i mean I'm not going to say I totally homered for Dawkins over Beast, but I kind of did because I knew I that. Homered. I homered. Well, you I homered for Beast, and it worked out for you. I kind of <laughs> homered did. for Dawkins because I was at a CFFC event. I, I kind of wanted to show some CFFC love, you know what I mean? So I kind of end up homering against the homeboy. Yeah. Boy, that fight was awesome. Yeah. It was, and, and I wish I could say, like, oh, of course I knew that was coming. Of course I didn't know it was coming. I just fucking homered for him. But, I mean, that was like the the – the Derek that we all knew that was always there and always mm-hmm. possible to come out. And maybe Dawkins was the perfect opponent that was respectful enough to not uh, to give Derek. He was so respectful that he gave Derek what Derek needed. Derek was able to sort of walk him up against the cage. And and once he landed that first couple shots, man, I, I think we all know how powerful Derek is. But, man, um, Dawkins is been he's shown great chin and he's shown when he's been hit he hasn't been hurt that bad but man that just goes to show how powerful Derek was and I was just like I was so I was just so happy for him to just to show back up man I feel like after after Houston and uh I just feel like he lost uh some swagger in his own mind a little bit I felt like he was just down a little bit uh Mm -hmm. on himself and uh, I wanted him to go out there and, and get that win, man. So I was just happy for him. And there's nothing against Dawkins either because I really like Dawkins as well. I mean, I like everything about the cat. I love I love that he was a police officer. I love that he made the decision, a fucking tough decision, to walk away from being a police officer to give this his all because, because his work wouldn't give him the opportunity to do it. And he has when he said that he had to start over as a police officer – and have to go back to the police academy. I That's mean, crazy. like, That's it's crazy. huge. It's such. A, it's just so mind-boggling that any police force. So hopefully he'll go somewhere else if he should go back into it. And I think it's a great profession. I think if he if he does want to go back into it, I hope he does transfer to another state that'll take him. Um, without making him have to go back in there because he had 10 years in, I believe. Yep. And that's just ridiculous. That's that's You don't make that a cat like that. That's just 
super disrespectful of, of the time, regardless of whatever he might have pissed you off or whatever. Like, that's just a D-bag move. That just At that point, you're like, well, fuck you. I can see why people don't want to go to your police force if that's how you're going to treat your, your veterans of the force or whatever. So here's a guy that's doing all that he can to to support his community and do his things, and he goes in there and he and he does great fights, man. He just walked into a a, a force of nature on a great night. You know, we've seen Derek do great things on good nights, and we've seen Derek do just dumb stuff. You know, on on nights where his heads went elsewhere, and uh, and I say that with love. I love Derek. I love his team. I love Bob. Man, I love those cats. So when he was able to pull that out. Um, I haven't been that happy, uh, for him in a, in a long time. I was just so proud of him, man. I was just so, so proud. And it just sucked that I couldn't even be there to, to, to really, to, to soak it in. But I was, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying watching it. That's for sure, man. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, it, it, and I can't even claim like, oh, I knew that was going to happen because I was just homering for sure. But I was so happy for him. I so was happy. also I was also enjoying watching it. I had a great experience. I was flying back from uh, Atlantic City, so I drove from Atlantic City to Philadelphia, then with uh, Philadelphia to Vegas direct. I got the upgrade, but not only did I get the upgrade, it was on one of the big 787s. So it was like the the, the international business class little pod upgrade. So I had nice. the I had the big upgrade, and then the high speed internet was working good enough that I could str- so I was streaming the fights the whole time on my computer. Drinking awesome. drink a little double vodka and soda, you know, coming back my way. And I got a. Did you get two at a time? <laughs> I was getting two at a time, and I was, oh, uh, I was, I was a little bit toasty by the time we landed, man. Five, five I'm hours sure of double vodka and sodas, and watching me some, uh, some UFC fights. It was, it was fun. So, uh, did you yeah. schedule your flight so you would be in the air at the time when? That would no, happen, knowing it was that you'd just, be able to watch it? No, because honestly, I didn't think I'd be able to watch it. Because, you know, used to, the, the internet wasn't good enough in the planes for, yeah. you, for you to stream. Now it is. If it's if it's the high speed one, it's good enough to stream. It's not very good to upload anything, but you can stream. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of buffering every now and then, but not much. And, uh, no, it was just kind of the way the schedule worked out. It was like the cheapest flight I could take with it being direct and all that. So, uh, anyways, cool, but it worked. Though. Yeah, it worked out cool. It baller was, uh, status. I know. Dude, I felt like a baller, dude. Sitting there watching the fight. Just keep telling her, keep them coming, keep them coming, keep them coming. She was nice. She she kept me she kept me full the whole night, and uh, I don't think my wife was especially pleased when I got home. She was like, Oh, I'm sure. She was like, She's How like, much did you, you were just have? on a plane? How did you get like this? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I tried to I tried to play it off, and she's like, I know. The next day we had a conversation. She's like, we talked about that last night. I'm like, yeah, I don't remember that whatsoever. Uh, so, so. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, CFFC 104 was this past weekend. Uh, was back in Atlantic City for the first time in two years. So if you haven't seen that on Fight Pass, uh, definitely go check it out. Especially uh, ended really good. Started out with a couple decisions. I mean, I think it was a good card. I mean, I, I, tell you, I, mean, I know I'm a homer for CFFC, but I swear to God we have great events every time out. Um, started out with a couple decisions that may have been a little slow, uh, but then it picked up, man. Charlie Campbell looks like an absolutely ridiculously powerful uh, prospect. He's got power in his hands. Joe Pfeiffer had a big, uh, you know, big knockout in his return from injury. Uh, Pumi Nakuda, he thinks he's ready for the UFC now. We'll see if they get the call. And then the main, it's crazy, man. It, you know, you got you got pulled for COVID. We lost our main event at CFFC 104 due to COVID. 
some of my wife's friends had COVID. Everybody, it's like the worst it's ever been since this thing started, man. Everybody's getting COVID again. But we had a change up in our main event. And, uh, man, Frankie Buenafuente was supposed to fight on the prelims, got bumped up to the main card, and uh, was winning this fight, man, was taking it to Blake Builder. Uh, and then he got caught in a triangle choke, and, and it, he was he was choked out, technical submission. So uh, it's just a hell of a card, man. It was fun. Always enjoy working with CM Punk. So uh, then, then got to watch the fights on the way back. By the way, Mark Fellows pointed something out, obviously a longtime supporter of Mark Fellows. He said, can you imagine – now, I, I, I had never won. I finally won. It says, can you imagine now John has the opportunity to become the world's first two-time junkie tipping champion? Who would have thought? But I, I'll extend that. Me and you both, cold coffee. We, we, we've got I, a chance. I, I know. I, I don't know why he had didn't decide to put my <laughs> name in there. Well, we both got a he, chance. He just thought he was. He thought I was a one and done. You know, one and done. That's it. One and nah, done. you're still in there. So we, that's that's the goal for 2022. <laughs> one of us has to get the two-time champ because we've had some turnover over the years. But if if you look at the list, so goes uh, you, Dan, Tom, Mike Bond, and me are the five people that have won a previous year that are still on staff. So those are the five that are rushing to try and be the first two-time winner. So that's our goal for this year. The MMA Roadshow's got to deliver the first one of us. I don't care who, just one of us. <laughs> that's it. Hey, who is the guy I, uh, on uh, CFFC that came and jumped in between you and uh, uh, CM on the mic? That, that was Pumi. He is hilarious. So that he's the flyweight yeah. champion. He was defending his belt for the second time. He's a he's a uh, Longo Sarah guy, so he comes from a great camp. Uh and, and he's done – we had him commentate a fight or two before, so this time he wins, and then he comes in, rushes over in, grabs the extra headset, put on the extra headset, and starts commentating. He's like, who else do you know can win? And then come jump on the mic and commentate too. This guy is so entertaining, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the character. I was watching, and I was just like – I was like, who is this cat? Yep. I was like, I like his energy. Uh, yeah, it was great, great fight, but, man uh, – yeah, his energy was fun. He's a bit. I mean, I know he was calling. He had a lot of call outs. He had a lot of names and a lot of things. He, he thinks very, very highly of himself. <laughs> now uh, he's a he's a bit undersized. I think if he wants to start coming over to some of the boys in in the in the UFC, I don't know. I mean, it's. But uh, I love I love his swagger, man. I love his I love his uh, where his head's at. So it'd be interesting, and it'd be interesting. How do you think he'll do if he if he gets the call up? I'm intrigued to see that as well. We actually had that same discussion. He's a flyweight, but he's not even a very big flyweight. Um, no. I don't know. I don't know how much he cuts, but it can't be a ton. So you're right. He's not going to be the biggest flyweight by any stretch of the imagination. Now, what he does have is he has insane levels of speed and, and great Speeds. cardio as well. Yeah, and speed is off the charts, man. He's going to be as quick yeah. as anybody in the division. Um, but size may be an issue with some of these flyweights that are cutting a ton of weight to get down there. So um, we'll see how he does. He, he thinks he's ready he's for it now. He's got the swagger, man. He's got, got the, the swagger. swagger. He's That's got the personality, man. I, I really, I was like, I was like, who is this kid? But I like him. I like him. But I don't know. It's it's easy to talk the game, and then you see a lot of these cats come over, and then they're just like, whoa, it's a different level. It's a different level. But I don't know, man. A lot of the CFFC cats. Cats that have been coming over have been doing pretty darn good. So, yeah, um, I don't think it's easy to write anybody off anymore. You know, just no, on face value. His his skills <coughs> great. His his thing is always you know saying, "Hey man, I've I've never been hit. I've never been touched. I've never been taken down." And the guy that he was fighting, Jason Eastman, out of American Top Team, had said before the fight, he was like, "Well, I don't think you should brag about that because you don't know how you're going to react when you do get hit. You don't know how you're going to react when you do get taken down." Uh, and he's like, "And I'm going to do that to you." 
But then Jason Eason, man, as good as he was, as confident as he was, he got shut out on the scorecards. I mean, Pumi's just fast, and he's got great yeah. wrestling. So it's, it's a grappling-based game. Um, you know, he's got good striking <laughs> as well, and he's got really good, uh, again, the speed and the distance manager's great. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see him at the next level. But you're right, man. I mean, getting a little bit more experience doesn't hurt. He, he, you know, he wants to be in the UFC now, and I get That's what I always say to people, right? Like when people are, like, talking about the path to get to the big time, it's like, I'd always like to see guys take, you know, eight, nine, ten fights, but that's real easy to say when it's not you that's yeah. collecting those $1,000 checks thinking I could be making 12 and 12 or, you know, competing for a $50,000 performance bonus. I, I know that when you're making, you know, uh, you know, small amounts of money, it's it's tough to stay on the regional scene. So uh, I know he wants to get that invite soon. So we'll we'll see how he plays out. We'll see how he plays even out. If, even if – I mean, it's tough to, to think that if he was a champ – if he would see it as a slight, if he got offered like a contender series gig, like I don't know what kind of money he's making over at CFFC, but if that would be an uptick or not, or if he would just be like, bro, I'm a title holder. Don't, don't make me go in and compete for whatever, like give me an outright something or other. But um, if that's a good way in, I mean, i I would say go for it, you know, if that, if that if he knows for sure that all he has to do is go in there and do one fight and perform like he needs to and has the possibility of, of getting the contract at the end of the night, um, it would be interesting to see. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if more cats, you know, are maybe think that that's a step down once you reach that level of like a title thing. I could see where anybody – if they weren't a title holder and CFFC got an invite to do a contender series would be like, jump, just jump at it. But right. I don't know what, what somebody with the title would, would think about that. I, th I think you're right. I think, you know, I've been hearing a lot more prospects <clears throat> say that they don't necessarily, I, I hate to say this because you know, if they can get on a contender series, they're going to take it. They know it's one step closer yeah. to getting the USC, but I have heard a lot of people say, man, that's not really the ideal scenario because exactly what you said, if you don't have the right type of fight, like you could be victorious, but it just doesn't catch Dana's eye. And of course we all know it takes two to two to tango, right? If your opponent just happens to be stalling out or whatever the case may be, maybe you don't get a contract and then you find yourself in a weird position where it's like you know if you lose there or if you win and it's not exciting what does it take to get another callback you know what i mean have you have you i don't say burned a bridge but have you made have you given yourself a hurdle now to jump over instead of you know a pathway so um, yeah it's 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 interesting it, it's interesting to see so um i know i mean who wouldn't want the guarantee path in there you know if knowing you're going straight in but um yeah well, we'll see we'll see what plays out for pumi i'm uh i'll make sure to see what happens to him by the way uh next week if you think we're if you think we're done at CFFC, we still got one more event. I'm flying back out to Philadelphia next week uh, for Fury Professional Grappling Three. I'm telling everybody, man, mark this on your calendars, December 30th. Even if you're not normally, you know, I, I don't really watch the grappling events normally. It's not really my thing. The card is insane, man. Right now, this is where it stands right now: Rose Namajunas versus Danielle Kelly, which is amazing. Sean Brady versus Craig Jones, which could be crazy. Clay Guida versus Billy Quarantillo. Kevin Holland is on there versus Cody Hanra. Eddie Torres, who was supposed to be in the main event this past weekend, is is not. But he's fighting Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, or, or grappling, I should say, not fighting, but still. Neil Magny is on there against Joaquin Silva. Chase Hooper against Hinato Mercano. Nikki Rodriguez against Steve Mowry. Still got matchups to come for Andre Petrosky and Pat Sabatini. I mean, there are so many recognizable UFC names on this grappling card. Uh, I'm telling you, even if you don't normally watch grappling events, uh, December 30th, it's Thursday night, next Thursday, 2300 uh, Arena in Philadelphia. Uh, there are tickets, but, I mean, hell, they might be 
sold out already, man. I, I'm not sure if you can, if you can be in the area, go. Because I don't know, man. I'm just I'm super excited. This is the type of thing I think it's going to take. I love grappling, but I know it's not for everybody. But I think when you have this, where you have all those recognizable names, where you have people that you're used to watching fight uh, compete, I, I I think this might be what it takes to get some people involved or interested that that don't normally watch events like this. So I'm pumped up for it, man. Yeah, I agree. I actually really enjoyed even uh, the f- the first uh, the Fight Pass Invitational that just happened mm-hmm. uh, the past week was really really cool. And, and you you mentioned Danielle Kelly, like wow, she had an incredible match. Like this girl for me, I thought was just like unbeatable. I was like, nobody's going to beat this girl. Nobody's going to beat her. And uh, she had a tough match and ended up yep. losing a decision as yep. well. You know. And I was like, holy cow. So now I'm like, who's this other woman, you know, that was able to beat her, you know? And I'm so looking forward to her match with Rose. Man, I think that would be fantastic. Um, you know, like, I think as good as we think that Rose is, I mean, like, uh, this is – this. that's not her specialty. That's right. all Danielle Kelly does. I mean, she is a ninja when it comes to jiu-jitsu, man. She is just – a, a just a specialist that is so fine-tuned into it it's just really unique you mentioned craig jones and all these cats i mean you just meant these guys are so when i say guys guys and gals are so good at what they do it's just so fantastic watching it and i think that's when we watch the mma guys do it when you see the guys that are so skilled in it and you're just like wow that was so fantastic they just transitioned from this to this that's good and all you know but then when you see somebody that's a, a complete just specialist at it watch them be able to flow around it's just it's so mind-numbing like um you don't miss the fact that you're not seeing the strikes that you're not seeing these kicks when you see just like this beautiful technique you know and it's really really just interesting watching it at such a high level you know so uh i didn't know what i was going to think about the that first invitation and i was like well i'll just give it a watch and let's see and i watched the whole thing and was completely engaged the whole time i thought the the team format was interesting as well you know so uh it it was really really cool man so yeah like you said i mean any anything in that like that that points to you know um you know to highlight some of the different disciplines of the sport, I think is great. You know, I mean, you know, I find myself every once in a while watching like a wrestling tournament or something, you know, and I can see where some people are like, Oh, this is boring, but it's really not when you watch people that are really, really good at uh, it, you know, that the, the it's competition, it's educational. It's, I it's think. so neat. It's yeah. so neat to see it, you know? So, um, that's cool, man. I'm looking forward to that one, man. It should be, should be good, but man, Give yourself some time off, bro. Enjoy the rest, man. Just get a rest every once in a while. I'm, on I'm that enjoying grind. the staycation. I'm on that grind. Yeah, no, it is. You know, it is. It's funny you say that. Uh, obviously, man, that that event is so stacked. Like, I wanted to go out there and do it no matter what. It's um, pretty ridiculous. That's a ridiculous. I, I wanted to be a part of it. I mean, like, how cool is that? Like, that I get to commentate on some of these fighters. You know, I mean, that's to me, that's exciting. But yeah. I will say this. Uh, yeah, you know what? We do need to, to cash in on on this this is kind of our off season right I mean, this is like the first <laughs> kind of off season we've ever had isn't that funny that we had call it an off season it's like three weeks few weeks few weeks and like we're like yeah off season and it's like oh shit yeah i like when you know when it's a real season people are like oh yeah we'll be back we'll see you in a few months no no a couple fine. of weeks so we gotta <laughs> gotta take advantage of it enjoy it but uh, look i'm not gonna lie by the end of it i'm gonna be fiending for some mma there's no question about it but right now i'm good because you know obviously christmas is coming up and i'm excited to give my kid his gifts and to hang out with him and spend a little time mean? with the family you give 
gifts? I, th- I thought that that guy up north does that. What, what are you talking about? Well, we both do. We give him gifts, and then, of course, Santa comes as well, man. Oh, okay, gotta, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man you, know. you know, we might have some listeners that don't know, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no. Santa still comes. You know, hey, Eli knows. Santa, if he doesn't believe, Santa doesn't come. So you got you got some decisions to make. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you I'm excited for that. Does she still? Uh, does your wife still do the the Elf on the Shelf thing? I think this will be the last year we do the Elf on the Shelf because yeah. he doesn't really seem all that engaged by it anymore. Yeah, um, that was that was really cool. That was cute to watch that. You know, we, uh, as he's been growing up and seeing all the pics of that stuff, that's kind of cool. She did. Yeah, she would go all out and make scenes and stuff like that. And so he he liked that. But this year he, he like doesn't really focus on it anymore. So I think he's done with that. Uh, he did just. He's getting older. In fact, actually, my wife today. Uh, admitted that the tooth fairy isn't real uh oh just today or at least that the tooth fairy in our house isn't real maybe <laughs> that's awesome but the, that just happened today yeah just today so he lost a tooth wow. yeah he lost a tooth and then uh but i guess what happened so the tooth came out first of all i don't even think it was that loose i think my kid just yanked his tooth out and i was like bro I started you can't doing be yanking your teeth point. out for money, man. You can't be yanking your teeth out for That's money. That's funny. So, so anyway, he, he 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 took it out. Whatever. He, yeah, he came in. I was in my office the other day. He walks in here with like a a, a blood soaked paper towel in his mouth. He's like, ah, I washed my tooth. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't, what, it wasn't even that loose. But anyway, so we, is that the was, last of like of his baby teeth? Uh, yeah, almost there. Like one of his baby molar, or premolar, or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. So, so anyway, but I guess wow. afterwards, the once the tooth came out. It broke, and so uh, I, my wife wanted to take it to the dentist to have him look at it to make sure there wasn't some kind of, like, I mean, the tooth shouldn't break, right? So she wanted to make sure something was wrong with it. So she had him put the tooth under his pillow, but then I guess, you know, he got some money, and then the and then the tooth remained. And so my wife was explaining that the tooth fairy uh, left the tooth because, the, you know, the tooth fairy knew that we wanted to get it inspected by the, the dentist, <laughs> but that he still get money. And my and my, my kid just basically, like, called bullshit on her. <laughs> like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you're trying to get me to believe there's a person that breaks into your house to take your teeth and give you money. And on top of that, you want me to believe that this particular person also understood that we wanted to get it inspected by the doctor. So broke into the house, gave me some money, but left the tooth as a favor for us so we could take it to the doctor. Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was just like, yeah, that sounds pretty stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. And then, you, and then you play the movie Tooth Fairy with the rock in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she admitted that. But then but then in the same vein, she was like, but, I mean, you know that, that Santa's still real, of course. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So that was our morning. <laughs> That's today. awesome. That was our morning. But, yeah, so, yes, That's take hilarious. advantage of the time away, and then we'll we'll get things going again. Uh, next season. <coughs> next season. It's, it's not even a season. It's just three weeks later. The year starts again. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to mention one thing to you real quick about um, Triller moving forward. Now, we saw Judo Santos this week uh, signed with Triad Combat and is going to be fighting there, uh, of course, against the same opponent that, that Frank Mir fought against and lost. Um, I was surprised to see him sign there. I thought for sure he was signing with Eagle FC. You know, he was at Junior Dos Santos was at the Eagle FC press conference. Of course, he lives there in in uh, the Florida area, but I, I thought for sure that's where he's going to end up signing. Uh, but you know, this as we're as we're looking back on the year, I mean, we're going to have to talk about Triller. We're going to have to talk about Triad Combat. We're going to have to talk about you know what they accomplished this year. But I said from the beginning, 
I just don't understand what their path to profitability is. I don't know how long they're going to be around, so go get your money while you can. I want to read mm-hmm. you this press release that came in today. I have no idea. I, I've read this thing like 10 times, and I have no idea what it says. All right, here, here's, the, here's the headline. Triller Hold Company LLC expected to become publicly traded on NASDAQ through a reverse merger with a publicly traded company, Sea Change International. So a reverse merger... And then it becomes publicly traded. Like I, I admit, I'm not the most uh, financially savvy person, so it just sounds to me like they're merging, and that company becomes part of the company that's already uh, personally traded here. But here's the part that I don't understand here. All right, Sea uh, Change International, together with Triller Hold LLC, today announced that they have entered into a definitive agreement and plan of merger to combine with Sea Change, a publicly traded company focused on advanced digital advertising with Trilliverse. The proposed business combination is expected to ultimately result in a value of the combined company at approximately $5 billion. Trilliverse believes it is positioned to become a leading AI-powered social media platform for content creators and commerce and is anticipated to be publicly traded on a U.S. national exchange through the proposed business combination. Trilliverse expects it will create a leading voice on the web 3.0 movement and embrace the power of decentralized excuse me decentralized decentralized whatever that word is decentralized systems to enable greater participation in the multi hundred billion dollar creator economy Trilliverse believes that the creators deserve to own, manage, distribute, and monetize their content and Trilliverse is designed for ever greater control, extensibility, and agency. Uh, Interesting. I have I, I still don't think I understand what this is, but this sounds to me and this reminds me so much. This was Pro Elite. Pro Elite was a fight company that was really a social media company. How the hell does that that, that I don't understand how this is supposed to work. It seems like a mistake that's been made before and I get look, there's a lot of really wealthy people involved in this, so I'm 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 not sitting here just trying to talk shit. I'm really not. I've enjoyed yeah. their product. I, I am glad that people are getting paid. Um, and it sounds like maybe this is part of their business plan, but I just uh, 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 the fight company, but it's really a social media company. I don't even know what an AI-powered social media platform for content creators and commerce even means. <laughs> I don't. I don't even understand. Here's another: Trilloverse's proprietary AI-based ecosystem enables con- enables enables content and experiences that unlock the vast relationships between creators, tastemakers, and influencers in the globe's most coveted demographic, the 18 to 34 year old marketplace. <coughs> well, I think a lot of times too, the the talk of what AI is 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 a little bit different than other stuff. Where I think if you think about like even with a video player that can provide videos, um, and on a platform when they assume that they know what you're looking for, it's the same sort of thing with like I think even what some of the players that came to like USA Today or something where it's like. Um, you put in a term and you want to have something and, and then the, the software or the player says, okay, I think this is what they're trying to do. I think this is what they're trying to watch and it'll serve up videos according to what it thinks that the viewer is trying to look for as opposed to something that's like a, a living, breathing thing that's like, you know, anticipating and actually talking or other stuff. I think it's just a smart, probably a video platform. Just doing a quick search, it looks like Sea Change is a video a leading supplier of video delivery software solution. So if they're trying talking about trying to 
deliver and do that same sort of deal, it looks like it makes sense that that would be a, a software platform where they could probably cut out some of the costs if they have something that's able to help provide the the, the streaming platforms that they need. And when a quick look, I'm like, what a reverse merger is a te- technically when a private company buys out a public one and then they issue shares of a new stock and it's an easier way of going public um, without having to do the, all the normal hubbub of going public on your own. Mm. Um, you're, you're, you're trying to shortcut and, um, you know, you're still going public, but you're going public in a different manner. So it wouldn't be like Triller themselves just saying, hey, guys, by the way, we're going public, but we're going to merge with this company that's already public. And then we're going to reissue stocks of our new the new platform and then we'll be out there. So the existing company that gets bought their stock ticker and their everything that's already out there will change. And then that new one will be what the new company trades under. So they're already out and about. So it's a, it's a different way of sort of like going public without the sort of risk and expense of doing like an IPO as a new company right. going out there. It makes sense. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah. But at this point, yeah, so, what so, is, so what is Triller Fight Club? Just uh, an advertising platform, basically? Like, it's just a, a loss leader to get their name out there or something? I mean, yeah, it's like a brand. Like a brand, um, you know. Um, it's now still money laundering, right? It out there, <laughs> it's still money it, laundering. That's what it still feels like. That's what it still feels like. Um, you know, it's like, like, we have this money. Somehow we need to spend it, you know. We, we, we have to get this done, you know. Or the <sighs> boss is going to get mad because we didn't launder enough of it, you know. <laughs> Um, who knows, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you still think that at some point, uh, you know, uh, the money has to dry up at some point, but you never know. I mean, if this platform that they're, if, with them being able to join onto somebody that actually is a video supplier or, or has, you know, they probably have other sort of means to, you know, Say if we were a content creator and we needed a video platform to play our stuff, they could do that. But also in the down times when we don't have video, they would have video content to supply by having these events and other stuff. So um, maybe that's part of part of the play is that hopefully they're they're looking for ways to you know um, build a platform to stream their stuff, but also enable that to other people to do it and then sell their product as filler, you know, or you know something. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting because the amount of money that they're going, that they're throwing out is just, just crazy. I mean, and we've seen that the competition for video players and markets and that sort of stuff out there is really, really tough. Yeah. You know, um, I would think that this is a, um, you know, while risky move, you know, getting into a a field that already has other players, if that's the field you're going to do, might as well own sort of software to help you be able to push your stuff out. Um, and cut the cost. Same thing with like, you know, if you're at the UFC and you're going to put on events, might as well buy the building and be able to put it on at your own place and cut some costs and then stream control it out from your own place, right? you know, control the product as much as you can. Yeah. So um, I guess if anything, this is maybe one of those moves where they, they figured out a way to maybe internalize some of the costs and, and, and cut it down once they could, you know, um, you know, find the, the, the place to do it. So who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe in the end, this will be a, a smart move on their, on their, on their part. But, um, yeah, it's tough. It, it seems like another big expenditure, you know, expenditure, right. but, uh, um, uh, maybe, maybe it pays off down the line. 
I mean, we thought, I mean, I think a lot of people were probably questioning when the UFC decided to make the fight pass. We we're like, really? You're going to, you're going to put all this fight library and you're, you're going to host this and you think it's going to work. You know, you're going to go up against all the Netflix and the blah, blah, blahs. And look at it now. It's still going strong and it still has a, still has a thing. And the UFC, I mean, if you asked them now, if they ever regret it, I think they'd laugh and be like, why would we ever regret this? It was the greatest thing we ever did, you know? Um, even though at the time we were like, wow, is this needed? I mean, is this going to work? Is this going to be, is somebody actually going to pay for it? But, um, now how many years are we now? Four or five years since that's been maybe even more. It's hard to keep track, but, um, be interesting. Um, they keep putting on events and they keep throwing money, but, um, I want. I don't I want, know. I want them to keep going because I want fighters to have opportunities, and, and it sounds like the yeah. paychecks they're offering are really, really good paychecks. And you know, and it's fun I events. Ha- well, I was going to say, I, I haven't mean, loved. It's, it's outside the box. I mean, they're yeah. putting, they're putting, they're giving people, you know, opportunities to make a living. And you know, as much as some of the stuff just leaves your head shaking, you're like, eh, well, I'll watch it though. You know, and it's just That's like different. It's different. There you I, go. <laughs> I have fun with it. I don't love. I haven't loved everything that they do, but I. But I, yeah. I, I. You know, I like for everything not to look the same. Not for everything not to be try to be cookie cutter and copy the UFC. So I don't know. I just I thought that was an interesting press release. You know, people I think are always trying to figure out what's going on. I, that's part of what's going on. So if you're if you're looking to see kind of where they're heading and what direction they're they're going, that's at least part of it. So. Uh, found, found that interesting, even though I'm, I'm by no means any type of uh, economic or, or business expert. Yeah. Uh, I definitely found that interesting. So, listen, uh, I want to share an interview that I did just before we sat down to uh, to speak tonight. Uh, I had a chance to get on the, uh, the line with Manel Cop earlier today and uh, just kind of talk about you know where he stands right now, kind of where he sees. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm high on this guy. I, I I know that he came in, had a couple losses right away, um, but I was a big fan of this guy outside of the UFC, and, and I think you know now he's on the right track and he's showing kind of um, what he's capable of in, inside the UFC. And you know whether or not he'll challenge for a title this year or not, we'll see. Um, but I definitely think you know he's a title contender sooner rather than later. So uh, wanted to get a chance to catch up with him and. Uh, here was our conversation. All right, so Manel, obviously a couple weeks after your big uh, victory, got the winning streak going now. Let me ask first and foremost, uh, where are you now? Are you are you a Las Vegas resident now? Are you here in, in Vegas full-time? Yes, I'm in Vegas right now. I live in here. I live Very here nice. Right Very nice. So, so what, what brought you out to Las Vegas? I mean, is it just the Performance Institute? Was it coaching? What made you make the change from Thailand to, to Las Vegas? Uh, you know, um, first time was the COVID the um, in uh, in thailand everything was shut down airport was everything closed and um, <clears throat> i want to be i want to be more close to ufc so i can fight more and i can i can be uh, i can be ready because uh, you know in, in thailand I was have too much fun and uh, here i can i can focus more now that's pretty crazy to say you can come to Las Vegas and focus more. Is it, is it yeah, that yeah. much crazier out in Thailand? As much crazy, more than more than Las Vegas. <laughs> that's awesome, man. All right, so listen, you got the big win earlier this month. Another impressive victory for you. Uh, you were happy afterwards, but you know, after you got a chance to watch it and review it, what are your thoughts on your performance? Uh, normally, I never, I never watch my my, my fights. I just watch the highlights and. Um, <clears throat> just when I lose, I watch my fights when I lose uh, to see what mistakes I have, uh, what I did wrong, 
um, and try to be a better, better, better me in the next next fight. But normally, when I win, I, uh, just the just just saw the highlights and try to enjoy uh, the the rest of the the day. Nice. What did you think about the highlights? It was a pretty pretty good finish, right? What, what was your what were your thoughts on it? What was amazing? It was amazing, you know. Um, <clears throat> the um, actually, I was thinking that this, this fight is going going to close to to second round, but um, he did some mistakes. He show he showed that he was hurt, and uh, um, why not take uh, take the chance and finish the fight uh, on first round? That's right. Get it done. I want I wanted to ask you. You know, you said afterwards. Because you had talked about, you know, the grip in the cage being a problem, and now you've kind of got that down with your feet. You said it was a pedicure. Was it really just a pedicure that is helping yes, you get really, your? It's really, what, it's really. So what do they do? Do they make it rough? Do they make it smooth? Like what? what, what it's crazy. It's, uh, I I can say like I, I sweat a lot in my in my my feet too, and but uh, the problem is is the the skins the dead, yeah, the skins are very dead and um. um they take all the skin that's from for my feet and um the so my feet can stay um <clears throat> can stay uh fixed very well on on uh, on floor and uh, don't slide but if you see all other other fights uh, i never know about i never know about this but if you see other fights even in japan if you watch my fight without boots everything i'm like slide i'm like in in the ring you know, I'm slight, like complete, no heavy stability, and um, <clears throat> all the power in my hands can't can't be so strong because you need to have a good base in 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 the floor to to connect a, a good a good striking, and um, I can't catch the guys, and I'm more fast, and I can't catch uh, the guys. But uh, I did a, I did a great job. You can like like I said before. Uh, I watch the, the things uh, wrong in in my loses, you know. So I can I can um, improvise for the next fight. So this is what I did. And um, the last fight, I, I I was not worried about nothing. You know, I was not worried. I know that uh, um, I'm better than what I show, and I won the fight. And I won the fight it was a complete robe. And um, uh, not in my head was um, was uh, uh, overthinking like oh I'm in this position I lose I need to no I was very happy not not stressful I was happy and um, this is because I come back strong you know some people lose I never come back because they they um, they mind uh, have uh, have questions and my mind never have questions I was all the time right that i won and uh, and i i will come stronger you know i wondered about that i mean when you came to the ufc uh you know obviously two losses to start out with was there any part of you that thought like oh my gosh have i made a mistake here did you know do i not really belong here or did you know should i have stayed never. where i was did any of that go through your mind never 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 what this is what i'm talking about never never these thoughts was in my mind my mind was always clear and uh, peaceful with myself uh, i know that in the trainers i i look sharp i did uh, um, feel very well and uh, i was 
win all the rounds in the trainings. You know, I can count how many rounds I lose, but uh, what I can count uh, the the round I lose in the training. And I know that uh, I was doing so well, even with um, with the uh, people more heavy than me, heavy than me. So uh, why this happen in a fight? Why this happen in a fight? Um, and I know the problem. People always think like, oh, excuse. I never made excuse. Never in my life made excuse. Anything in my life, even in a fight or outside the fight, I always look it for the problem, fix and come back strong. This is what I'm doing. Even in, in the childhood, always I, I do many, many, I was in the troubles in school, in the street, with my mother, with my father. I will tell you one story, fun story. One time, one time, um, uh, the time for go, come back at the at house was seven o'clock for the dinner. My father say, you guys can, just can be in, uh, in the street till seven o'clock. <clears throat> and um, I, w I was 10 at 10 p.m. I was in the street and all family already dinner, everything. And then I'm thinking for myself, oh, fuck, I'm going to, to house and my father was, was, beat, was beat my ass, you know, but he beat crazy, you know. We have education like military education. And I was thinking like, fuck, where I'm, what I'm gonna do, you know. And I come back at home, I take one, uh, one stone and I, <clears throat> I jump to, to the window of my brother's room. And my brother room, see, and I say, oh, yo, uh father is at home he don't sleep yes he is at home and talk about you he gonna beat your ass <clears throat> you're okay <clears throat> yeah. send me some dress like the 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 shirt and i was i, I was like okay today is the thursday is the day to go to the church and they send me the bible send me the bible send me all the clothes search the bible and i'm dressed in the street to dress in the streets all the neighbors who would see they already know that we are always in a, in, in a trouble with my father when we come back later and uh, he sent me and he said oh i will send this but you will wash the the dishes for me all week you're okay no problem guys and i send the clothes i go to home i beat the door my father was in the door waiting for me you know uh, and look to me and me i was with the bible in the hand and they look to me like, where you been? And I say, I was in church all this time. You can ask the, the, the men, they just uh, leave me at home. And he, really? Yo, yeah, 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 my mother, my mother know me. And she looked to me, but don't say nothing. Like just, <laughs> just, just shake his head. And okay, and uh, like, I fixed the problem, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom knew you were lying, but she appreciated the effort you put into that. <laughs> Is a you know is a fix the problem doesn't matter the point is you fix the problem you know <laughs> that's amazing man that's great yeah. all right well listen so oh, let me ask you then uh Mateus Nicolau do you feel like you have to fight him again do you need to fight him again or does it matter to you uh, <clears throat> Mateus Nicolau it's not the name that um, means something for me you know big thing I know what I did uh, when we fight. Uh, but I will pay back. I will pay back. When I take care of the belt, I can pay back, you know. If he if he's be there, you know. Uh I, I don't know if he's gonna be there so long time, you know, because he don't have any power in the hands, like he's going to win on decision, decision, but uh if he's be there, I know that I will be there. 
uh, I always play back. Very nice. Well, you know, we got a title fight coming up next month, so I am curious what you think about it. Obviously, it's a big one in the division with this rivalry, Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueredo doing it again. Uh, what do you think about that fight? Do you have any predictions for how that one plays out? Are you excited for it? Do you, do you think it's a good fight? Um, you know, mm, think about Figueredo. What, um, like, he can be afraid is about uh, how much weight he lose, you know, because he never, he, he never, like, like, last fight, I know that he have issues in weight, uh, a lot, a lot of issues in weight, and um, he come back very weak. Last fight, he come back weak. The problem was the weight. I know when I was back up, he was in the hospital too. I hear the story that he was. I was close to fight, I guess, Moren because he was in the hospital. But he recovered and he accepted the fight. My issue is, is so just about the, um, his weight. How we how we gonna recover it and come back to fight Moren, you know? And uh, Moreno uh, improved a lot along these years. He looked sharp, strong, and um, but. I believe the figure is my favorite because he, the, the the power, and I feel that Moreno feel a lot when somebody when he fights somebody with more power than him. But if the fight goes through three rounds, Moreno gonna win. Out four five, Moreno's gonna win because figure is, is have any stamina. Mm, interesting. It's a great breakdown. Any any talk of you serving as a backup again? Maybe being ready. Uh, you know, right now. Um, like I say, I never, I never say things uh, that different things. I say that I want to do two more fights, uh, and then uh, have the opportunity to fight to the belt, because um, if it's a good win and uh, like my my two fights before, if it's like that, probably I'm gonna have the opportunity. So I will keep me in my words. I don't will say like no. I would like to have a backup. No, I'm I'm keep with my words. I want to do two more fights and uh, go forward to that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Any 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 thoughts? You know, we saw Kai Car France recently come out and say, "Hey, he thinks he deserves the winner of that fight." Nah, do you he think he's never? He never deserves. He don't deserve the, the fight. Is is crazy in his mind? Like like what he, what he say? You know, uh, Cody is a, a good name. He's one hundred percent. He's a good name. He's is. Was um, a former champion, but in bantamweight, uh, right now flyweight is totally different. People think that okay, I'm coming to the, the division more, more, more light, and I can lose. He's no, he's, he's not gonna happen. You know, it's different weight classes. The the speed is different. You 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 may be not so strong because you lose the weight, the weight what you lose. You know, um, you probably not will be so sharp, so strong. With the stamina, and uh, people don't understood. Like he come from Baltimore to come to to fly weight and think that. Uh, and um, the thing is, he underestimates Kaikara. You never can underestimate anybody. You understood. I I like I love the style of Cody. I have the motor respect, but I see that he don't he underestimates the somebody that are very hungry. You know, Kai. I look in the eyes, he was hungry, you know, for that fight, you know. This is, it motivated him, you know. The Cody, what he did in UFC, it motivated him. So when you go to somebody that you don't think that uh, you're going to have problem, 
this guy that you will make your problem you know you know he's guy that you will make your problem and um kaikara is is crazy in, in the head to think that he's gonna fight with the with the title you know and will will be a good match if he accepted the fight against me because um i believe that i'm the most knockout to power in flyweight i believe um that i have the most power uh, um knockout in in flyweight i have more i have more knockouts than many lightweight heavyweight and bottom weight you know so we can we can match to see who have the most power you know i like that match i like what do you think so I was thinking the winner of Figueredo versus Moreno. I was thinking the winner should maybe face Askar Askarov. Do you think he's the guy course, that should be number of one? Course, of course, of course. Askarov is, is deserved. The guy is so strong and uh, he deserves to be there. He's, uh, I believe that he's the next. He, this is like, I don't, when, when, when I speak, I don't speak just for speak. I don't talk for just for talk for. I, 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 I talk things that make sense and the fact. When I say that I need to two more fights, it's because I have somebody in front of me. And I respect, I respect my time, you know. So Askarov is there. I, can, I can't say like, oh, back up or next fight. No, it no, doesn't make sense. I say for myself, like, I don't, I will repeat. I need two more fights. Askarov need the fight to the, to the, to the title, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you the number fourteen ranking. Are you are you okay with that? Do you think that's a, an accurate ranking? Do you think it's not Who? good? Who? You, your ranking, number fourteen. Uh, it's just a number. It's just a number. You know, it's just a number. Um, don't make sense if we look for that. Don't make sense. I beat I beat Matheus Nicolau. You know, I beat Matheus Nicolau and uh, don't make like don't make sense to my skill to my skills to my talent and everything were put all together who who better than me like in knockouts submit all together uh how many fights i have and put together the knockouts and submits who's there better than me that have better record you know better finishes better finishes I'm talking about the better finish, you know. Who have that in the flyweight? Nobody. Tough case to make. Nobody. Believe me, nobody. So what do you think? So what do you think, Manel? What make what makes sense here? So you said it. You're sticking with it. Two more fights and then the title. You said Kai Car France would be a good fight. Are there any other names? I mean, are there matchups that you see would be the right two fights to get you to the title, or, or does it matter? The fight that make that exciting right now is Kai Kara or Pantoja. I believe that he's not gonna accept, but uh, Kaikara, Pantoja. I will tell you, he was to fight in February right now with Tim Elliott, but he refused. First, he accepted, then he refused the fight. I was supposed to fight in February. Oh, wow. So that's still the day you want to fight? February still makes sense for you? I'm still in shape, I'm still training. Very nice. Well, we'll just have to get somebody to sign the dotted line. That's the only goal right now, right? Yes, 100%. Nice. And do, do we get all? Do we get both fights and the title fight next year? Do we get three fights in and fight for the title by the end of the year? I want to start my year early, you know. I want to have a busy year. So if they book me for February, I'll, I'll have time to 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 in the third fight to, to fight to the title, you know. So give time to who is the champion. Give time for um 
people fight against each other, you know, and uh, give the time to the um, to this champion rest and uh, and the fight probably end of the year. I like it. I like it. Aggressive plans. Well, if anybody can do it, it's you. Uh, obviously, very exciting fighter. Now you got this two fight win streak, man. I think it's going to be a a big twenty twenty two for you, man. I, I think it's going to be a big year for you. I will work for that. I will work very hard for that. Awesome. Well, we look forward to the news. I appreciate you taking time. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Thank you so much, John. Have a blessed day. All right, there he was, Manel Cop. Uh, listen, I, uh, you know, again, I'll just say I'm high on the guy, and I like, I like what he's saying when he talks. He's definitely, he's definitely confident. You know, he's definitely uh, believes in himself. But I also like the fact that he's not just talking shit, basically. You know what I mean? For him to say, like, "Hey, look, I, I don't think Kaikara France is the number one contender right now, but I do think that Oscar Oscarov is the number one contender." Um, you know, at, at that point, you're not just talking trash. I mean, you're actually just laying out where you think the division stands. And I happen to actually agree with uh, his his kind of vision of how the division uh, stands right now. So, uh, yeah, I think I think him and Kaikara France would be a great fight. As he said, I think Pantoja would be a great fight for him as well. Um, we'll, we'll see. You know what the UFC can put together for him, but you know if they want to. They want to get something for him by by February, then you know maybe he will challenge for the uh, the belt sometime this year. But uh, I don't know. I like that guy. If, he, if he's not on your radar, I think he should be on your radar. Uh, and I think he's a he's a character as well too. I like I like some of his uh, his storytelling. So I'm high on that guy. Starboy. Man, you're talking about uh, Kai Car France, man. <laughs> his last fight, man. That's another. I was homering for old Cody, but I Cody know. went in there like was going to go in there and look like he was about to big brother somebody, and he got just demolished, man. <sighs> Good job for Kai Car France, man. What a fight, man. So yeah, anybody that's just like jumping, chomping at the bit to fight that cat, man. Good for him, man. Uh, that was one hell of a fight, man. I can't, I can't. I'm not even. I'm not even sad. That was such a great performance, man. Uh, as much as I home before Ohio guy, man, that performance was just so fantastic, man. That was just, it was just brutal. I remember watching him at the weigh-ins when he went up there and he did that little sort of slit the throat with the, th- the, the tongue out. And I was like, oh, man, he's going up there acting a fool. He better back it up. And, boy, did he back it up. No that doubt was, about it, man. That was just fantastic. That was probably the best he's looked. Oh, man. Not that he's ever really like looked bad or anything. I remember, you know, it just felt like we had so there's always been really high hopes for what he was going to do, and not that he didn't quickly live up to him, you know. But man, that was just just fantastic, man. I and I was just I was just blown away because I was like. I knew it was going to be a close one, but I didn't think it would be that dominant. He went in there like he had a chip on his shoulder, and uh, it was just fantastic. It yep. was just fantastic. It Put that so fight good. together. Put that fight together. I'd love so to good. see it. I'd love to see it. All right, well, listen, uh, I did want to give a quick shout-out to the Submission Radio Boys. They did have me on uh, earlier this week. It had been a couple months since I'd been on with them, but we kind of got together to wrap up the year. And, uh, yeah, just want to say thanks to that. So if you hadn't checked out Submission Radio in a while – do that their youtube channel they got that all posted there they got it on uh, all your podcast places as well uh certainly did they, if spell, you... did they spell that thumb wrong did they make a misspelling on the thumb 
They did. Why you got to point it? Why you got to point that? Because I love them, and I was like, I was like, should I call them and tell them that there was a, a misspelling? I was like, but maybe I'm just reading it wrong. I was like, maybe I'm just reading it wrong. There was a typo on the thumb. I wasn't going to go there, but uh, there okay. was a minor typo. But yes, so yeah, if you guys are listening and you want to correct it, go ahead and correct it. Uh, but I think them are having me on. And that criticism came from Cold Coffee, not from John Morgan. Yeah, maybe if you had me on, I wouldn't have put it out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a good way to get yourself invited. Be like, yeah, hey, have me on the show. I won't talk shit about you anymore. How about that? Uh, I love those boys. Of course, man. We were talking a little bit, man. Ho- hopefully, you get to to see them one way or the other. Uh, yes. Hopefully, we get to go to their side of the woods someday. Yeah, it, it was someday. They, they were saying they think it might be more likely that we get to go down there before they get to make it up here to the United States. So, we'll, really, we'll see how it all plays out, man. Obviously, it's it's been tough down there for them. So, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, holidays are here. Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas. Hope everybody has a, a great one. Uh, cold coffee. Any last messages of holiday cheer or? Uh, warm enjoy your smells and your foods and your <laughs> tastes. <laughs> no, just your damn fuckers. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, what a uh, is we we'll have another one before the end of the year, right? Yeah, we'll have one before the end of the year with the Christmas. I gotta figure no, out what man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do the staycation thing. I'm gonna make me a nice big old prime rib and some uh, sweet potatoes and and hope I can actually taste it. And if not, uh, I'm still just going to make the best face while I eat it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to be good. I'm going to uh, stay here in the house. And uh, I still got some uh, beverages, frosty beverages. So I'm just going to mm. take it easy and talk to family and enjoy the family time uh, on the phone and stuff. So uh, for all you that uh, have your families there, enjoy your family time. Love your loved ones. Uh, I hope you, you were able to give them all wonderful, fantastic gifts and uh, enjoy the time with your family, man. This is uh, it's always good. It's always good at the, uh, during the holidays. I mean, it's good anytime you have a chance to be around your family and and do that stuff. As enough as annoying and and uh, families and, and arguments and all that other stuff can be, you know, uh, at the end of the day, family is family, and uh, you know you're lucky to have them and. Uh, you know, make the most of it, you know. Even even annoying days with family are better than no days with family. <laughs> well said, man. Very true. Very true. So, yeah, enjoy those. We'll talk to you one, once more, as we said, before the year's out. So we'll have one more in before 2022. <laughs> Hopefully cold coffee's not coughing by then. <laughs> and he actually has a sense of taste back. <laughs> if not, I'm going to be really skinny from my just orange juice diet. <laughs> Because, damn it, at least I can taste orange juice. The silver lining. It might kill you, but you can drop a few pounds. Thanks for listening.